Here it comes. It's the Music City Real Estate Show with Andrew Buckwalter. Coming to you from his roving camper studio, The Rambler, in Nashville, Tennessee. Join us as we travel about town to discover the best real estate in areas you want to know about. With expert advice, finding the best deals, and meeting Music City's hit makers and emerging artists who call Nashville their home. And now, here's Andrew. Hello, Nashville and all you other listeners. Today, I'll be sitting down with Arliss Albrin, a local songwriter in Nashville. He will play a few tunes that he's written and also sit down for an interview in The Rambler. Also, Josh will be joining me from Isaiah 40 Lawns to give some uh, some great tips to spruce up the exterior of your house. Hopefully you will walk away with some, uh, some more insight from a musician's perspective and also some more tips to get your home ready if, uh, if you're looking to sell it or just some uh, tips to uh, have some great curb appeal. Now sit back and relax. And listen to Arliss sing one of his songs uh, while playing the guitar. I'll do one that Lou Bryan cut on his Tailgate and Tan Lines album. And uh, I got a good story about this one. All right, cool. Tell us. So, like, I was going to visit my artist. I was managing Jamie Johnson at the time. And Luke and his manager got in the same elevator and meet with me. And we were going up. And he started singing this song. And I was like, how do you know that song? And he goes, well... I cut it on my album, and I was like, "What?" He goes, "That's why I'm here. I want to tell you that I cut it, and it it was really cool. It was a really neat little thing." So nice. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it here. And we met down at the floating dock. Snug out, scared, didn't want to get caught We were nervous, mm, but it was worth it And there was no such thing as consequence With her in my arms, it finally made sense In that moonlight, I saw her tan lines Every time my feet are dangling in the water I can't help but think about her lying there with her wet hair. Didn't know what we were doing, but we didn't care. And that old wooden dock was warm on our backs. T-shirt for a pillow and just like that, man, she kissed me like she meant forever. But we were too damn young to know any better. Fog rolled in, she said, I better go. She took my t-shirt and wore it home. A memory, a souvenir that she could keep. And I stayed and watched that sunrise. Like it was waking up my life to what love was. I could still see us. Every time my feet are dangling in the water. I can't help but think about her lying there with her wet hair. Didn't know what we were doing, but we didn't care. And that old wooden dock was warm on our backs. T-shirt for a pillow and just like that, man. She kissed me like she meant forever. But we were too damn young to know any better. Every time my feet are dangling in the water I can't help but think about her lying there With her wet hair Didn't know what we were doing But we didn't care And that old wooden dock was warm on our backs T-shirt for a pillow and just like that Man, she kissed me like she meant forever But we were too damn young to know any better Oh, any better. 
Hello, Nashville. I am sitting here with Arliss Albritton. Well, hello. I'm joining him uh, actually at his house. Yes. In, uh, in the Rambler. In Which is awesome. Thank you. I agree. You and, did a uh, lot of work in this thing, man. It looks good. I did. I did a whole lot. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I rolled over from uh, downtown Nashville to Hermitage now. So we're going to sit here with Arliss, get to know him a little bit, and then he's going to play a few tunes for us. Oh, boy. Um, He has seven (laughs) Grammys. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I had one Grammy nom, though. That's Hey, hey. No no wins. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, So, yeah. So, Arliss, tell us a little bit about you. Well, I'm a songwriter. And uh, not a singer. I ever, people get confused. You got to be sing good to write good songs, and that's not true. You just, you know, you're a writer. You're a writer. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in management. I came up from Nashville. I mean, up from Nashville to write songs. That's it. That's about it. I mean, so you're from Florida. I'm from Florida originally, what Palmetto, part? Florida. It's about an hour south of Tampa. So yeah, it's a nice little town down there. It's huge now. All my buddies on my Facebook are all like, "Traffic sucks." You're so mm. glad you got out. As I sit in 45 minute traffic right. here. <laughs> well, as long as you leave downtown like at three, yeah, and you don't get there till ten, you're good, man. Or you just don't go downtown. Right. Yeah. We just meet it down the road and have a little coffee. And I love it. I know it's kind of nice. It, it is nice. It's really nice. But it actually, nice. it is great. A lot of a lot of people I know at different. Um, companies are doing a lot more uh, working from the house. Yeah, so. it's nice if you can do that. If you mm-hmm. can get away with it, that's the that's the truth. So, how long have you lived in Nashville? Twenty one years now, going on twenty one years. I moved to town, lived in my car for a week, had six hundred bucks in my pocket. Look at you! You know, yeah. you, you definitely have written a song about that, right? Maybe back in the day. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's several of those floating around. Right? Yeah, my songs are pretty pictorial. They're they're pretty image-driven and storytelling. So, yeah, you, you get the legist in my songs, that's for sure. So what would you do after you ran out of money? Or did you well, I never ran out of money. It's okay. funny. I got a, uh, when I first moved to town, I went, slept in the car, of course, for a week. I didn't know where to go. So, you know, showered at some gas station and stuff. And then uh, I go, all right, I'm going to get a hotel room, $35 a night somewhere. And I took a shower, a real good one. And then I was going through the newspaper, found this place for 400 bucks a month. And I was like, you know, that's one month. And then I have a little bit left over. So I got to just make the money. So I couldn't move in though right away. So it took two days before I could move in. So I pulled up to this movie theater and this lady was ripping tickets, popping popcorn, starting the movies and everything. And I was like, you need help? And she goes, yes, those damn high school kids, they always quit on me. And I was like, I need a job and I won't quit on you. And so she hired me on the spot. Nice, nice. I had to ask her what the address to the movie theater was, though, because I didn't have an address. Right, <laughs> That's right. That's what I put on the app. We didn't have GPS or anything. No, no, none of that stuff. So you... So you um, schooling? What was the level of schooling? Uh, I went to two years uh, community college, okay. AA degree. Yeah, and what my, were you my focus for? was film. Actually, okay. when I came to town, I was interning here. I was going to go back and do all that, but you know, songwriting. Now, did you come to town for interning, or you no, came here no, to try to all songwriting, total one hundred percent songwriting? And you know, like most writers, when you move to town, you think that you know you're the big schniz and, and uh-huh. then you realize you're you're not your songs aren't that great and then you learn you learn how to write a little better so, right yeah right. competition makes you step up your game oh yeah and then you go to writers nights and you see the people getting paid to do it and you're like holy mackerel that person's good <laughs> which is kind of mo- did you actually do that a lot like I think oh yeah absolutely from I, a motivation standpoint yeah, you know I, and I, I would think it'd be good absolutely you yeah. have to right you have to train yourself so, did you always know you want to do music? Not at all. Uh, I think I was 19 when I bought my first guitar, and really? I just taught myself how to play a Jimmy Buffett song. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. And so, how old were you when you moved here? Uh, 22. Okay. Yeah. So, you picked it up and said, man, I want to go I want to yeah. go do music. Well, I yeah. I mean, what, like, what, what was your... Does I mean what kind of made you? Want I, to do that? I think it was the lyrics. Like I picked up the it was a couple songs you hear and the way the they told stories. Like Willie Nelson would tell his stories and and it was like that is awesome. And my dad was always like that guy is not a very good singer. I was like, but do you hear his stories? Right. And then Jimmy Buffett's a storyteller mm-hmm. and. Um, Tim McGraw actually put out a couple really good like take don't take the girls and these story type songs and I was like that's cool I can do that I just 
couldn't marry the music and the lyrics, so I was like, okay, I got to get real, I got to get better at guitar. So that's right. what my main focus was to teach yeah. myself guitar. So right, that's cool. Um, yeah, so I've known you for a while, and I recall being in a uh, actually they call it that time Sunday school class, and uh, a couple was sitting in there. And this dude had a really thick country accent, you know. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and then I think you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so you managed? Jamie Johnson. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So how long did you do that? Oh, wow. We did it a good while together. We were, uh, I started out as a tour manager. Uh, I helped bring him into EMI to get his first pub deal. Uh-huh. And um, then we took him and got him a deal at RCA Records. And then we just kind of like, I figured, hey, he's an artist. He's on his own. And I'm going to continue to write songs here at EMI. And one day he showed up at the house about midnight. And he goes, I need a tour manager. And he goes, and then eventually I'm going to need a manager. And you got me into this mess. That's right. kind of how he put it. And he played me his new record. And it was phenomenal. And uh in color was on that record it was really good good time yeah yeah that's pretty cool yeah so how long did you like kind of you you wrote initially you learned how to play guitar right how long did you do that before you then you kind of like that was your first managing gig well that was i mean if you're going about songwriting that was my first management deal yeah uh i tour managed and then i I graduated into day-to-day and and then eventually into management and stuff like that. So yeah, steps and then have written all along the and then wrote all the whole time. That's right. That's yeah. it. So well, that's cool. Yeah, I learned how to write though. I I took a they used to call them tape copy jobs, like where the plugger would be like, I need this song on this dat, and I need it within a ten minutes so I can take it and plug it because you know. Garth Brooks is eating dinner up the street and then they would go try to get the cut or whatever it was. Yeah. And so that's where I got my start and it wasn't always busy, but when it was busy, you had to be ready, you know? So when it wasn't busy, I would like Walt Aldridge and all these guys, Stephen Dale Jones, I would go back to the beginning of their catalog and listen to the first songs they turned in and to the songs they were writing now. And you could see even those guys progress Mm -hmm. uh, across the years. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty cool. But that's how I learned how to write. Going through fame. Fame music's catalog, man. What a great place to work. Yeah. History everywhere there. That's cool. So what is some advice that you would give to uh, young, inspiring musicians, people that are, you know, moving to Nashville to try to make it? Because obviously you've seen success. I mean, you've been, yeah, I know you well enough to know that you've been around a lot of it. Yeah. You've seen a lot of it. Oh, yeah. So. What's some uh, what's some tips that you'd pass along to uh, find a great real estate agent? Andrew Buckler would <laughs> probably like be a great <laughs> person to call first, so he That's, can situate you in a home instead right, of a car. <laughs> right, right. And I did not tell him to say that, but that's really good advice. Actually, that's the best advice I've heard so far. Good, out of good. everybody I've sat down with. So <laughs> I might have you intro, you know, every podcast for that. No problem, dude. No problem. I'm here so, for you. So how about from a music standpoint? Okay, music standpoint. <laughs> My best advice is to find your circles. Come to town. Meet people that are at your level. Uh, get with them as much as you can. Write with them as much as you can. Bond with those people. And then set them as your daily and then try to better yourselves writing with better writers always go write and then come and then write with these guys write because everybody eventually will lift together like i used to be in dirk bentley and jamie johnson and randy hauser halfway to hazard josh thompson all those circles mm-hmm. and we just all grew together right and i built a catalog with those guys you know yeah and then we'd all branch out and write with all kinds of other people but we'd always grab those beers at happy hour together yeah you know and hang yeah. out so right. talk about life right that's kind of like yeah i mean I, I, you love networking obviously yeah i do too yeah you know as i as i know i have driven you crazy via text <laughs> hey dude let's you know very persistent let's very sit persistent. down and have a coffee or you know because i actually like to always hear what you what you what you got going on because oh, yeah. i know you're like all over the place you know at times oh yeah you know yeah um and i'm sure your wife kind of Reels you in a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Right? Big time, dude. You cut the cord. She hooks it back oh, up. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Always. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's been around. I mean, with me doing this. Yeah, this is cool. Was a year ago sitting down with um, entrepreneurs, you right. know, and going, right. all right, I'm out on my own. Um, I need to be challenged, some accountability. 
and being through that, going to some retreats okay. and sitting down, hearing people's stories and how they made it. It's inspiring in yeah. itself. But then even ideas, you take a little nugget here and there, and it's like, oh, hey, a lot of people are podcasting. It's like, okay, so I need some. I want to do some content, get out, and but it was being in that circle, yeah. Um, that and even sometimes when you're in it, I think sometimes you got to stay focused in it because you could uh, you could get discouraged. Oh yeah, you know, and and then sometimes you're not seeing those immediate benefits, but oh yeah. Um, you just stick with it, man. And I you think just most keep entrepreneurs and creative, believe it or not, artists and entrepreneurs, they have a lot in common because you can find depression and bum out very fast. Right. That's probably right. why uh, a lot of your artists and your creative people make it because they're the ones that keep driving. They keep going. They keep going. They keep going. So just like the entrepreneur, they just keep going and going and going. You know, right. the minute right. you go, oh, I'm good. I got a couch to sit on and I'm going to throw in whatever yeah. Netflix series you want to watch, you right. know, you're limiting yourself, you know, yep. all of a sudden the day is smaller and you have less time to do what you need to get done. So mm-hmm. and taking that time to be transparent and being around some guys that will yeah. be pretty bluntly honest with you, yeah, you, you know, you, to and say hanging with successful people, you know, yeah. you find yourself with a successful guy or girl and you're going to try to better yourself or equal right. that guy or get with his contacts and he's going to get, it's a shared yeah, thing. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I know a guy that, you know, has been pretty successful in the music scene and we would play poker several years ago and I would drive home and I'm like, man, I'm just going to write a song. Like I'm just going to write, you know, <laughs> I never did, but, right, right. but just being around that and seeing somebody else make it. I mean, if you have any, yeah. any entrepreneurship or any drive in yourself, right. it, it should, you know, it's how much money did you to, lose playing poker or were you always the winner? I was the winner a lot. No, yeah. I actually, see? so here's the cool thing. Yeah. Extra memory. Do you play poker? No, no you don't. Cause uh, you said, so this right here. Yeah. yeah. Is this podcast? Yeah. 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 Camper. Uh-huh. You know, four right up here. Yeah, yeah. And uh uh closing. So okay. I can do mobile closings. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna build a table. It's okay. gonna be oval and poker. Nice. Yep. Nice. Are you gonna have a dealer and then have somebody drive around? Probably won't play? do that. Actually, that would be cool. That would <laughs> you can pick everybody Shush, up. You too many more ideas, it, man. As they gotta... lose, you can just drop them off. <laughs> You're out of here. <laughs> that actually would be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's mobile. Great. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's that entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, I don't know um, that. All right, so you got some, those are some good things to pass along. Yeah. We will pick up with the rest of the interview with Arliss after we speak with Josh with Isaiah 40 Lawns. Good morning. We're here in uh, Old Hickory. I'm sitting here with Josh Louder with uh, Isaiah Forty Lawns. That's, that's correct. And uh, we are focusing on um, listing content for this month. And so I know you do pretty much everything that has to do with curb appeal. Based on your website, uh, you might do more than I know. So anyways, just want to sit down with you, uh, ask you some uh, I guess get some advice pertaining to house maintenance, um, also to you know, getting a house ready for listing. And yeah, so just tell us a little bit about your business, everything you do, and it's all you. Well, contrary to our name, we don't do mow grass, so we don't do lawns. That's just what we where we started. But for curb appeal for listing, uh, we do everything from washing the house, you know, Pressure washing the concrete, the deck, fences, if you know if it needs it, just depending on what the customer is looking for. We clean up the landscape, hedges, mulch, any tree work that, you know, if you have tree limbs hanging on your house, of course, nobody's going to want to move into a house that already has problems that are very foreseeable. Mm-hmm. Cleaning out the gutters before a home inspection, because home inspectors will require those mm-hmm. to be clean. We also do window cleaning. Um staining most people do not usually invest into staining or sealing like in their drives decks or fences unless their deck is just not been well loved right Um, then they might decide they just want to give it a little bit better appearance generally you're not going to choose the color that your future Mm -hmm. homeowner is going to 
want right. there. So right, cool. Yeah. So and then you do some the the roof cleaning, non pressure washing. You we put a mold. we do we do the no pressure because uh, you don't want to put any pressure on asphalt shingles because mm-hmm. you'll remove the granules that that actually protect the roof. So what we do is we put a a chemical treatment on the roof that will kill those black streaks, the the mold and. I mean, it, it removes all that. It makes your roofs look so much brighter. It, it makes it look like a new roof, really. We sold our house in Hermitage five years ago, and we had a guy come up, and he did the same thing, sprayed this stuff, and it just, you know, killed everything. And it was it was amazing. I mean, it looked like a brand-new roof. Yeah, it just melts away. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. And we protect the landscaping and everything right. while we do while bags we do and the gutters and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. So regarding everything you do, if you had to have, uh, which, you know, obviously this is with listing homes, I could give my insight, but I like to get other people's insights. But uh, as far as prioritizing, what are some, if somebody's looking at cost and if they're looking at curb appeal, what advice could you give that would say, hey, focus on this first, then this, kind of a maybe a step process? One, one of the probably most affordable things that people don't realize and how much of a difference it makes unless your house has been recently done is washing the house mm-hmm. um, one it it doesn't just get rid of the mold mildew and algae the green stuff you see on the side of the house but it also takes care of you know as you go up to the front door and everything's kind of dusty and mm-hmm. gritty you got cobwebs all over the place even the windows if you haven't cleaned your windows for a while it's not the same as taking a squeegee to the windows, but it will definitely make your windows on the outside look so much better. You know, we post rinse the windows. Uh, the the chemicals we use, the surfactant we put it in our our mix actually helps the windows to rinse nice. Mm-hmm. So they're they're actually going to look much better after a house wash than what they do before a house wash. So that's one of the easy, mm-hmm. simple things to do, and you know, because nobody wants you know. If, if the outside's right. kind of filthy or or just seems like it's not loved, then, right. then who knows what you're going to run into with right. the inside. Right, um, yeah. Good. After that, I would say basic landscaping. Mm-hmm. If your hedges are, are, are just looking shabby, touching those up, definitely you know the the weeding and mulching you know that's usually a big deal mm-hmm. but but those those are the things that will spruce up especially with the front yard um those are the things that i would recommend first um that's what most people usually call about when they're looking to sell their home right okay and i would agree yeah i think that it's like cleaning your car even though the inside might be a little messy make sure but, it's washed before right the nice appearance you know window screens do you like i did mine a while back uh, pressure washed it, and I pressure washed the window screens pretty hard. Do you take those off, or you just got to make sure you stand back a good distance so you don't? When we wash a house, we use a low pressure method, mm. so we're not using okay. we're if you know we're not going to be stripping any paint by accident at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to blow off your vinyl. You know, we we use low pressure, and it's a chemical clean, but it still gets all the debris off. It's the safest way recommended. One, we're not injecting high-pressure water up underneath your siding. Right. um, Because that can cause more harm than than good. So we use low-pressure treatment, and and it does the job much better than just high-pressure spraying stuff off. Mm -hmm. Um, It actually kills the mold and mildew, the algae that's on there. Okay. And if uh, regarding mold... Obviously, I'm kind of in the same neighborhood you are. We got siding, which is great for job security, right? Is there a better time you recommend pressure washing, or you just kind of keep an eye on your house? And eventually, like, is it now whenever the mold starts growing? Is there a good time to kind of budget for it? Really, it's it's. I mean, it's any time. I don't, I don't think. I mean, it's not growing over the winter time, mm-hmm. um, but you know, depending on the humidity, depending on whether or not your house gets any shade. So the more trees you have, or if you just have a direct north northern side of your house, right. um, there's not really any stopping of, of getting that algae on the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but of course, you know, if, you're, if you're just spraying it off, 
you're still leaving all those spores behind. So you really want to kill it. As far as the t- best time to do it, I mean, we we have people do it all year long. We, I mean, we will clean it even in the winter time as mm-hmm. long as the temperature is above forty degrees. The only issue is, um, like you said, it's not growing at that time. But if you clean it just prior to winter, you're not going to have anything. You know, growing back, so right. you might be able to enjoy it longer. Um, many, many of our customers have their house cleaned every three years. We have some every two years. Um, it just really, it's a personal preference. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, let's see what else I got. Oh, the gutter whitening. I know you should do that. Okay. So, is that like you put white crest strips on it? For yeah. like a day, and then uh, just fill them off for two days. It, it, okay. it takes takes a long time for those crest strips to. Now, to how work. how how well does that clean? Like whatever you have, is it really whitening it like pretty pristine? What what some of them are tough. To what do. the gutter whitening, and sometimes we we find it can be helpful to to may, may maybe say brightening instead of whitening because some people have tan or or, oh, right, or darker right. colored gutters, but it's the oxidation. Um, uh, what happens is is there's a few different things that, that happen. Um, s- some of it's a static bond from where shingle debris washes. Like if you have a uh, gutter that overflows, mm-hmm. it will leave um, just residue from shingle debris that's overflowed. And then you also have the oxidation of the paint. And we use a butyl-based chemical. Um, it Sometimes washing the house, will, the washing the house will get rid of all the the mold mold spores, all the mildew, mm-hmm. algae, um, the speckling on the outside of your gutters and downspouts. But the gutters themselves mm-hmm. is where you'll start seeing some grain from the oxidation of the paint, or if you've had some overrun, or even sometimes the wind will carry the the shingle granules over and make those we call them tiger stripes going up and down. And so we that for what we do is we. Put a chemical on a brush, and we hand scrub okay. your gutters to get that off. Gotcha. Um, and it has to be it has to be done in warmer weather. Um, typically, it's got to be at least sixty degrees or above for the chemical to even function. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I've I've pressure washed mine. I actually I bought a pressure washer. Um, I was listing a house, and the person that I was listing, she uh, had borrowed a pressure washer, like a little electric one. Yeah. And I go out to the front, and like she had spent an hour doing a square. I was like, "That's going to take you forever." It was hot, and I was like, "You know, I need a pressure washer." So I ran to Lowe's and bought one. I knocked her driveway out in like an hour, um, and then I used it maybe five or six times. And I tried to use it last year, nothing. So I've spent a hundred something bucks getting a new carburetor. <laughs> yeah, it probably been better just to call you right and not have to worry about that. Um, I mean, we we like to do the the work that generally you cannot do, um, or you don't want to do. Right. Um, you know, we 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 stay plenty busy, and I'm okay. sure most of the guys who who do the kind of work we do, they, there's plenty of work out there. Mm-hmm. So we we try to take care of of needs more than just. Um, um, we, we, we never try to upsell somebody into something they don't want. Um, gotcha. Just integrity wise, um, right. I just. I can't consciously do that. Um, as far as time goes, yes, you're going to spend a lot more time with your homeowner's pressure washer than we we have two really large, almost four thousand dollars a piece machines that that knock out the the work in a much quicker time frame. Uh, we also have you know like when we clean flat work, we use what's called a surface cleaner, a big round disc um, that just gives a much more even clean mm-hmm. to a driveway than if you're using your your gun your your wand right and and you're striping up in your driveway and i've i've seen plenty of of homeowner or amateur jobs where the driveway might have looked better if right. it wasn't touched at all right. um so it's just one of the things you got to be careful with if you know what you're doing it's mm-hmm. it's you know then uh, by all means it's it's great thing to do if you can do it yourself yeah we're here for those who who need someone else to do it the who, who uh, that's the one thing over the last couple of years because like i did this whole camper everything besides paint it and it wasn't an aspect that i didn't like want to outsource it but it was just i was creating it as i was going but over the last couple of years i've learned that you know you kind of having kids you have four right yes what are the ages uh we have a an eight month old um nice. we have a Four, uh, eight, and our 
oldest girl turned 11 yesterday. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, so three girls and a boy, is that right? Three girls and a boy. Okay. Um, but, you know, so as I know you're busy, it's kind of like you start putting a value on your time. And even though I'm like, man, I can do that, you know, but you talk about just in that how easy it is to pressure wash or whatever. It's like, man, you can come and do it in 15 minutes, you know, and by sometimes you really got to put a number to your an hour of your your time. How it's valuable like, your dude, time is. Just benefit somebody else's business. If you know? something is wrong with my vehicle, I could spend hours to all day doing something that I could take it to the mechanic and they would fix in like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's just not worth my time to do that. Right. Um, you know, I, I have other obligations right. that, that come first. Right. And, you, and I mean, it's like I, I mow my yard. I haven't mowed it for a couple of years. And it's so nice and freeing because I'm like, that's an hour and a half, two hours that I can spend with the with the fam, you know, doing something on the weekend. Um, I did the first uh, podcast interview on this little equipment. I didn't format the disc. And so I, try, I couldn't get the stuff off of it. My Mac wouldn't recognize it. So I spent probably, I don't know, hour, hour and a half trying to figure it out. I got nowhere. And so Jason Jordan was the guy that uh, – did the first music. I was like, hey, man, can you, you know, do this? He's like, yeah. He's probably spent 15 minutes. And yeah. he and he got it all off there. I was like, man, he knows what he's doing. I have no clue. I, I have a tendency to try to invest more time into things that I have no clue what I'm doing right. than, I, than I should. And then, you know, a lot of times afterwards, just decide, you know what, we're just going to have somebody else do this. Right, right. It, it's like I used to take pride in figuring it out and doing it myself, and now – um, it's prideful to not <laughs> let somebody else do it. You know? Yeah, um, in my opinion. So uh, let's see what else. So we hit all that, um, and then you stain deck. So you pressure wash and you do stain. Do you do much staining of the deck uh, we, and the fencing? Yeah, we do. We do a whole lot of staining. Um, you know, more than more than I have ever anticipated doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now of course we're not staining your deck every two or three years like we're washing your house hopefully we're you're not having to stain your deck but you know it depends on what kind of stain you use i was going to ask some some stains uh you know they're they're made to last three to five years um if you're going with a completely transparent look uh you just really like that wood grain Mm -hmm. um but other stains you know like the the solid stains um they're uh, we use PPG products. Uh, a lot of people recognize them as Porter Paint, uh, which which they make great uh, professional grade products. But um, their their stains meant to, for their solid stains says ten years on a deck and mm-hmm. twenty five years. I think it's twenty five years on a fence. So I was curious. Does so a twenty five is that is that real or you take about I, I a third or fourth of that? I personally. I, I have not been staining 25 years, so I cannot right. tell you. Um, and, I, and we just we stand behind the work that we do on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would tell people, like, if you got a high-traffic deck uh, and you got pets, especially like a dog with claws, I would not expect deck stain to last 10 years. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's going to last a lot longer than a transparent stain would. Right. So, so I, I would still expect to get a, a good seven or eight years out of it. Okay, cool. So you've been doing this for how long? Uh, five years. Okay. And then where are you from? I'm from Northern Virginia. Okay, nice. So and you moved here for land, doing landscaping? <laughs> no, I, I moved here to, to write. Okay. Uh, be, be in Music City, I, I did move here to write. Right, that's um, awesome. I had to ask you that because, you know, I know you. so many people do it. Um, so how long have you lived here? Um, let's see, sixteen years minus. Uh, we traveled um, for for work for a couple year, couple okay. of those years, but um, then we came back. We just we we really love Nashville. I mean, mm-hmm. it's I, I can't imagine another place uh, in the U.S. that I'd rather live. I mean, yeah. it's it's just a really great city. Fills it. You got all the amenities of a city but you don't feel like you're in a urban area um at least i don't right and that's exactly like i love it when people are, are looking because i don't know they say the numbers 90 90 to 100 people a day are moving in Nashville. Yeah. and uh so when i tour some people i had some some a family coming in looking at moving from michigan to here and selling that, that's what I say. It's like, man, you have this city, and then you're 30 minutes out. You got all the country, and you got the parks. You know, it's, The weather it's, all year? Yeah. I mean, like today, yeah. we're sitting here. Um, 
in uh what is it probably 60 i guess probably this morning yeah i I think it was 64 degrees this morning yeah Um, and then it was what and then i guess two days ago we broke a record with with how hot it was i think my wife had told me so you know it fluctuates you have four Um, seasons here right um right and and even though it does get hot in the summertime i mean it's it's still i mean i i enjoy the heat but um the mild winters i really like yeah yeah, and this one we had a really mild one. Yeah. So, um, so you moved here, I guess, two thousand and one. Is that right? About when I, I I've think it was sixteen years. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think I moved in two thousand. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, so so maybe maybe it's been a little bit longer because it was right before my wife and I met, mm-hmm. and and this is this is where we met, and then we after traveling around, we decided to settle down here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We we moved from Arkansas. My wife was in Georgia, or her parents were in Georgia, so. We literally just picked Nashville to say, hey, we want to live in a decent-sized city, moved here, and we, we've been here since 2000 as well. So yeah. it's been pretty cool to see the growth. And uh, I jumped in real estate in, in uh, 2012. So you you bought here before the bubble, right? Uh, yeah, we, we actually um, – it'll be 11 years that we've been – that we've per- – since we've purchased. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Cool. So, any other advice for uh, for people moving here or buying or selling, just from a real estate perspective that you've seen? Um, you know, I'm not a real estate agent, right. so so that's a really tough one for me. Um, and I know many people just want to buy immediately when once they get there and not have to move around. Um, I, I guess it's it's having a good agent who can tell you about the areas so you don't. Just move into a community, mm-hmm. and then maybe wish that you had moved somewhere else, and mm-hmm. having to flip a house again mm-hmm. um, shortly after you move in. So that, yeah. that's, that's why I would guess. I would guess that you really need to find someone that you can trust, mm-hmm. um, who knows the area, who's been here for a while. Um, that way, they can lead you and direct you in the right, right path. I love that you said that because I asked Jason the same question, and he basically went there as well. Except his advice was, you know. And some people buy immediately, and some people are like, "Man, I wish I w- would wait it." Or and some people rent, um, but that's what I told him because he parked on saying that, um, you know, set up for a year or something, and then you know potentially, and then the other side of it, I agree with you, is find a good agent that knows the area because that's why I'm like I've been around and worked in different areas and driven all over. I mean, if you ask me about traffic, oh, I can break it down because uh, you know. Anywhere you go, there's there's traffic. It is, and it's gotten a little bit busier over the last couple of years. Yeah, and, and hopefully that's being addressed. You know, with knowing the growth, uh, you know, you expect that to be addressed. Yeah, but whether I you're, so. I, I don't think either one's a bad choice. If that, you know, you got the, if you're moving here and you want to buy right away because packing up, yes. renting, packing right. up again. Um, I'm somebody who just would dread that. I right. I do not like going through all the packing and moving. So I would rather be able to move right into a place and say this is going to be it. Right. And we're going to trust God's decision that we're right here and the right. people He's put us around. Uh, but other people don't mind the the packing, unpacking multiple times. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. It's like you said, it's kind of fits whoever's needs. Um, and then I saw, do you have, uh, I think on your website, I saw you had a, a post, maybe a flyer you had for some specials. Uh, well, we actually, this is this is a little bit different. We we have, um, uh, and we, we actually run in the Valpac as well, and okay. we've ran it in a couple different uh, other places. But our, our prices are our prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We actually, uh, as far as, in, and this is just my conviction, mm-hmm. um, we don't haggle prices at all. Mm-hmm. Um there are some some services that if we're doing multiple services, we're able to offer, uh, and and we'll include that in our quote, where we're able to do some things for less if we're already out there. Um, but we keep our prices consistent across the board. We don't do specials or okay. deals. Okay. Uh, we try to give the best price possible mm-hmm. all the time, and I think that's the, the best only way that I – and I know everybody has different stances. Mm-hmm. It's the only way I feel like I can honor God right. um, is by – being consistent mm-hmm. um, and and not trying to um, over negotiate, you mm-hmm. know, we just put it out there, and and this is what we do it for. Um, sure, you will probably find someone who does it, um, who just some guy with a pressure washer or some guy with some hedgers who does it on the side, who's not right. licensed and insured, who will do it for less. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I, I think we are very, very competitive as mm-hmm. far as a, you know a legitimate company that has all their insurances in place. And the other question, um, if somebody's looking to list their house, a lot of people, it's kind of last minute because now you know it's like, oh, we found our house to buy. Um, if how far out are you? You know, what would you say if somebody says, "Hey, if I call you as an agent?" Yeah, we usually that's usually what I'm doing. I'm like, "Dude, I need this now." You know, we generally for our for for larger jobs, uh, we generally stay two to four weeks booked okay. out in advance um, all year, uh, with the exception of January and February. Okay. Um, but with that said, if somebody has an urgent need, as long as they let us know that up front. Um, we can some jobs like clean your house or mm-hmm. some jobs we're able to get it you know squeeze into our schedule um, right. um, that's that's usually if somebody lets us know that they just have this urgent need mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll be up front uh, as long as you ask us that up front we, we can tell you whether or not we have room in our calendar to right. make that happen and then you kind of you're more on the east side permanent Mount Julia, uh, yeah we or? we cover Probably ninety percent of our work is is from Donaldson, um, Hermitage, Old Hickory, Mount Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably about eighty to ninety percent of our work. But we we've gone, you know, we've done work in Franklin, okay. uh, Murfreesboro, um, Lebanon, right. Hendersonville, uh, Gallatin. So we right. we've traveled a, a, a good bit. Right. So. Um, it just takes a little bit longer for me to get out there to quote the work. Right. Uh, so it just depends on what they're looking for. Okay. All right. Well, cool deal. Um, and then, of course, your your name, Isaiah Forty. I know you can go to your website and kind of see your story and and what that's about. Um, you want to? I uh, yeah. I, I have. I, you know, I part of part of doing. You know, when we first started uh, a little over five years ago, I started with the intention of. Of I, I was in the cable industry. Uh, I'll, I'll try to make this real short. I was in the cable industry, and there there was just lots of changes over, over the last uh, you know decade, mm-hmm. and, and we just had pay cut after pay cut, and we just needed to pay our mortgage. So mm-hmm. we started mowing grass uh, with a push mower, and as I was cutting grass. Um, um, and then we started, started, um, you know, you, you do a decent job, you do a good job and, and people are going to ask you to do other things. And we, and that's, and that's how we learned. But as I was mowing and just walking along with the mower, I was, I was a, uh, a new Christian and that, I guess, I don't know if that's the best way to say it, but, um, I just came to Christ. Um, I spent 35 years of my life not knowing God at all. I was without God and without hope in the world. And as I was mowing, you know, I was just we had these. Um, we, I think it's from Seeds Family Worship, um, is the the ones who they they put um, scripture to music. And one of the songs was "All Men Are Like Grass, All Their Glories Like the Flowers of the Field. The grass withers, the flower falls, but the word of the Lord stands forever." And I'm mowing grass, and I got that song going through my right. head, and I'm just like, you know what? God has given us this vehicle, and about that time we were going full time into to um, doing lawn and landscape type services, mm-hmm. and I was just. And I told my wife, I said, this might be a weird idea, but, you know, whatever I do, um, God has been so gracious and merciful to save me. And I just want to honor that. Mm -hmm. And so I just said, what if we name our company Isaiah 40? The, The lawn's... We're we're still trying to figure out what to do with that, right? Uh, because right. we're not mowing grass anymore. We actually our 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 legal name on the um with with the city the county is um lawnscapes, okay. uh, but we made lawns for short for you know to keep it easy for people, right? But um you know we just want to it's a platform a vehicle God has given us to honor His name mm-hmm. and. And, you know, so I'm just trying to find all different avenues that I can share that. So um, our next round of advertisement with like Valpac, I'm actually going to put the first paragraph of my testimony on there. Cool. Because um, I know it goes out to uh, like 20,000 people yeah. to be able to yeah. see. And hopefully it might just spark someone who just doesn't know, who's curious right. to go to our web page and just read the testimony. I'm, I'm not so concerned with whether we get more business for it or not. We, we're, we're our family's provided for. Mm-hmm. Um, I really care more about uh, spreading God's word. Right, right. Um, there's plenty of work out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Well, good deal. Well, it's been a good interview. 
and uh, thanks for doing it. Thanks Andrew, thank you for inviting us. All right. And uh, and so website where they where you can be reached? Um, Isaiah40lawns.com. Okay. You know what? I'd love to tell you what our phone number is, but I don't even have our phone number memorized. Is that crazy? <laughs> That's fine. I could, I'll, I'll add it on there. Now, well, you know, nowadays when you're not calling it, if it's programmed in your uh, your phone, yeah, you I, pull I up your phone. I don't remember anybody's number. Yeah, you, you pull know? up your phone. You know, the only phone number I know off the top of my head is like my my grandmother's old phone numbers. Right, I can remember right, that because you always right. and we had the rotary phone back then, and we had uh-huh. to you know. So, yeah, now we can't. Now we don't have to remember any numbers. You know, it's like I probably only remember my wife's because there's just one digit off for months. So. Yep. So my my. All right. Well, uh, people reach out to you. Thanks for the insight into the curb appeal and um, and enjoy your day. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. All right. That was a lot of great tips from Josh to uh, spruce up the exterior of your house. Some easy things to do for homeowners to uh, keep their uh, roof clean and shutters and gutters and everything you see so uh if you uh if you don't feel like doing any of that stuff give josh a call i know him and his team will be happy to take care of your needs now we're going to pick up with arliss and uh, have him finish out the uh interview and play another song so switch gears okay I know your pulse is on Real estate, to some degree. I mean, I think everybody kind of gets excited in Nashville. Yeah. And yeah. I know you know a handful of realtors, sure, too. Sure, um, People moving to Nashville. Right. Um, 100 a day, right? Yeah. Average 100 a day. Uh, what advice would you give them? I mean, definitely, let's park on that advice you gave initially, which yep. was, you know, to call me. Right. But outside of, outside of that, outside of that. Definitely what, call you. Of course call you. You're one of the best. <laughs> What, uh, what else? What other advice would you give them? Um, Moving, selling, I don't know, anything that comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, and you stay, built. stay within your means when you first get here and start. And, and, you know, I know a lot of people that went way above their means. And next thing you know, they're, they can't even enjoy the new town because they're working so much. Three right. jobs just to pay a rent, you know. Stay yeah. in your means. Find something that's nice and then maybe two years later you might go dang east nashville really isn't for me i don't right. have tattoo sleeves and wax beards um maybe donaldson where i can have a family in a yard or something right. like that or right. or hermitage or bellevue or wherever you right. guys choose you know yeah so yeah. i know a lot of people go straight to franklin and uh, brentwood for wilson uh, for the williamson county schools mm-hmm. so maybe research schools Right. Decide on that, you know, and you can help with all that. You yeah. know, you know all that crap. Right. <laughs> You're the right. one that helped me out with all that stuff. So for real. Yeah. Um all right, cool. Well, let's uh let's switch gears to throwing a guitar in your hand. All right. I'm gonna have you play, play right. a little something. That sounds right. good. All right, here's one I wrote by myself, but Jamie Johnson ended a cut in it since we're talking about Jamie in this little on the Rambler, I figured we'd sing a Rambler song. Yeah, good morning, sunrise. Well, how long has it been? It looks like I drank myself sober again. Ever since she left me You've been so hard to face Good morning sunrise Guess I'll call it a day Yeah, the last time I saw you You let me down I told her by morning Her and I would work But you took that sky Just like she was yours to take Your good morning sunrise Guess I'll call it a day Yeah, you always held her In a better light than I I brought her heartache Beauty made her cry And they say whiskey 
before noon is such a shame. That's why the night is taking your place. Cause unlike you, her memory never fades away. Good morning, sunrise. Guess I'll call it a day. Good morning, sunrise. Guess I'll call it a day. There you go, man. Thanks for having me on, Andrew. Man, that was awesome. Appreciate it. Another great two interviews in the books. It's uh, pretty mind-blowing. Don't forget to uh, follow Arliss on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and uh, and take a look at the show notes. And if you have any curb appeal needs, anything pretty much to do with the exterior of your home, you can give Isaiah 40 a call. Hopefully, uh, you walked away with some uh, with some tips to tidy up your home. Look forward to uh, sharing next week, and I hope you have a great rest of the week. And don't forget, if you have any real estate needs, please give me a call, 615-973-7657. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Music City Real Estate Show. If you enjoyed our program, please leave us an iTunes rating and review and subscribe for more music and valuable insights each week into Nashville's real estate landscape. Send your comments, questions, and ideas to podcast at buckwalterimpactgroup.com. And remember, don't give up until you find the property that's right for you. See you next time.